Welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast. We've got a fur old crowd around the uh, table this evening. Uh, we've got Gareth. How you doing, Gareth? Fine, thank you. Good stuff. Dan? Oh, Dan? yes. I've been to see a Lancashire Hot Pots gig over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Is he had chippy feet after it? Unfortunately not. Cheese and onion crisps. Excellent. <laughs> Rob? Hello, Barry. How are you doing? How was Milton Keynes? Is that where you were? Yeah, uh, last week, I was, yeah. yeah. Terrible. Concrete cows, loads of roundabouts. Loads of roundabouts. Wuss and scam, innit? Oh, that wuss and scam. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get wuss and scam. Milton Keynes. Terrible. Shocking. Bad day. Adam, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? Not so bad. Good. Enjoyed uh, your break this week from the parents? Yeah. It's a good house party. Crashing house party. Shut up. Yeah. It's auger, eh? With them white towels. Simon? Barry? How you doing? Yeah, better than ours on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Charlie FC. Yeah, watching doing, uh, Big Sam. In- incognito report. <coughs> you got that for us later on? Yeah. Excellent. <coughs> Mick? Hiya, oh, yeah, alright. Yeah, yeah, you've got something special as well later on for us, haven't you? I thought you weren't going to tell anybody about that, Barry. I've always got something special for you. Shh, <laughs> 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 And this evening we have a special guest. Sa- uh, Simon Swan. Good evening, Barry. Good evening, <laughs> Simon. How are we doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yes, very well, thank you. You've got a special report for us later, Yeah, right? incognito report. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We've got Adam and Adam Pendle... <laughs> Adam Pendlebury. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Excellent. I should be talking to you a little bit more serious than this, because you, uh, you're a law lecturer, aren't you? That is correct. Yes. Mm, my lord. Don't forget. Yeah. yeah. So how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, no, you've got my name correct. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> sorry about that. My brother's called Simon, actually, and my yeah. parents have always mixed us up over the years, so don't, I can see don't, be, too, don't be too Quite hard on No, no, I won't, don't. Never hard. <laughs> You're not going to sue him for mental stress, are you? So, uh, lifelong Latic supporter? Yeah, since, since I was seven years old. Seven years old? I reckon the first game you'd have gone to would have been Latic 2, Doncaster 1. Where did you get that? Uh, was that the game where Bobby Campbell and Paul Dewar scored? That's correct. Wow. Great stuff. You've got Great a photographic stuff. memory, you. Fantastic. Yeah. Sam yeah. Pills. They work wonders. <laughs> Enough of this waffle. Let's just get on with the uh, proceedings. So tonight we're going to have a look back at the South End game. And we've got a special report from our special guest, Adam. He's going to uh, tell us about his trip down to the South Coast. We've got a few things to talk about. Donald Love's loan deal expiring. Uh, this week, some managerial changes within the, the division up at the top end, which may or may not affect the outcome in the next few weeks. Uh, Fleetwood ticket prices with an exclamation mark. Uh, we've got a JPT preview. Mick's going to have got something special for us, so we're look, really looking forward to that. And uh, obviously, we've got odd, odds checker from Sai. He's going to give us the uh, the best odds and Sai's tip. Has it ever come in that tip of yours? Never. Never. Well, we might. If we got time at the end, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the current situation over at Orich. Yeah. And uh, we've got a special announcement to make regarding a Christmas special that's going to uh, hopefully attract a little bit of an audience. So if you get some news about that, please stay tuned until the very end and we'll try to make it as interesting as possible this week to keep you all on board with us. Anyway, so without further ado, we'll start off, first of all, with the stats from the South End game and then we'll go over to Adam's report. Gareth, 
Yes, the stats from the game. Southend versus Wigan Athletic. Possession. Southend managed 46% and Wigan 53%. That's wrong. <laughs> That's only 90 yeah. <laughs> Come on. You wrote these stats out, Gareth. Come on. <laughs> Are you testing my What No, no, Attempts. Six to Southend and eleven for the Latics. On target, Southend managed just one, the Latics three. Southend had seven corners to ten for the Latics, committed eleven fouls to thirteen by Latics. Both teams got three yellow cards, no reds. And no goals, nil nil. Nil nil, Adam. So, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about the trip. Because the, the game seems like a little bit of a non event. Yeah, well, thank you very much, first of all. Um, to get onto this podcast, I've had to travel 400 mile round trip uh, to do the report. Uh, but yeah, it was a pleasant, pleasant journey down there. My uh, designated driver, um, very kind of him to take, take me down there. Um, Obviously, he wanted to stop at the services, but I just wanted to get to uh, to get to the pub as quickly as possible. So, I had a nice uh, nice pub lunch and a couple of real ales uh, before the game, just to uh, just to warm me up and uh, get get me ready. And and I required that really because when I got into the grain, they were charging me uh, twenty three English pounds for a uh, restricted view and uh, toilets that uh, resembled Springfield Park at its worst. <laughs> Or best, if you like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a, a much in of an update then, would you say? I think so. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, I think I think that's what we're paying for, really, the upgrade. Right. We've got an investment in the future, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game itself, how did it pan out? Uh, well, I was just surprised by the stats. The uh, I can't recall the uh, eleven shots. I don't know if that was due to the uh, copious amounts of alcohol consumed uh, before the game. Uh, obviously, as a lawyer, I do know it's a, it's an offence to uh, to enter a football ground uh, whilst drunk. So obviously, for, scrap that previous line. <laughs> <laughs> no alcohol on the ground, though, as uh, as usual. Um, I think it was a competitive game, but the you know the surprise was really before the game with the uh, when the team news uh, obviously began to unfold on Twitter. Um, no Yannick in the in the squad. Um, Perkins, I believe, first time this season, and uh, not selected for a league game. Um, Jacobs on the bench. Don Cowie brought into the uh, into the starting lineup, which I think was his first league start maybe of of, of the season. Um, so yeah, it was interesting when we when we saw the team news, and I think it was a bit disjointed. Really, you could tell there's a few players who hadn't really played that that much with each other, um, a bit scrappy. Um, Southend had a few uh, decent efforts early on, a, a good shot from the edge of the box. Um, a lot of their attacks seemed to come through the left 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 full back. Um, who uh, and I quote the fans because obviously I don't swear at football match uh, matches, but they say you're just a shit Jimmy Bollard uh, with his uh, with his long hair. So uh, that was that was the, I think he was made the focal point. Of Is the, he the guy who's the Justin Bieber? Uh, I've seen him pressed actually. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know if it's him who's the Justin Bieber fan, but I did see that on the uh, the ITV highlights. Um, so yeah, we we had a couple of half chances, uh, Barnett's really. I think 
we only really threatened from from set pieces across. Uh, a bit of a change for us, really, isn't it? Because yeah. we usually mm. don't threaten um, from set pieces. Mainly from Barnet, really. Yeah, we usually conceded from our set pieces, don't we? I have to, I have to say though, to give um, give them some credit. There was quite a few morning as as we left the, um, maybe because they were contemplating the 400 mile round trip back, but. Um, you know, I thought it was a battling performance. Maybe, maybe it's a game we could have lost. We picked up, picked up a decent point. And you know, you've got to praise, I think Pearson Barnett, which was a new new pairing at the back. Um, I thought they acquitted themselves quite well. Um, I thought we looked a bit of a threat late on uh, when when Davis joined Ravel up front. We were a bit more physical. Uh, we went a bit more direct. Um, but I think a few players who maybe got the chance didn't really take it. Again, I think Junior, Junior from the start um, was a bit disappointing. Seemed to kick, thought he was playing rugby, kept kicking it into touch. Um, and, and I think the next league game, I suspect, will go back to the the formula, putting sort of Perkins, Jacobs, uh, power in that central midfield uh, position. So all in all, um, happy with the points. Unfortunately, at the end we hit. Hit the crossbar uh, in the 94th minute, which would have uh, sent us home happy. But um, I think, end of the day, a point gain as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, point gain. I mean, they've, they've won five of the last seven games, so it's not a bad, a bad point at all. Uh, anybody surprised with the team selection, the leading players out? Or do you think it's something what was needed after two like Oscar performances? Well, when you consider what we were discussing around the table last week about key players who were omitted. However, <coughs> excuse me, Yannick was left out because of a suspected uh, hamstring issue, which I think, fair play, you know, if, he's, if the player himself has turned around and said it's a bit iffy, then you wrap him in cotton one and save him for when he's good. You don't run the risk of causing some permanent long, long-term damage. Has there been any news about Yannick? Yeah, he had a slight hamstring tweak. I mean, afterwards, <laughs> was it as bad as everybody thought? Is he going to play again, for example, this weekend? I don't think he's going to play this weekend, but he'd probably be available for the next league game. And that was the gaffer's intention. Um, There's been some news about Yannick. I mean, we'll come to that in a, in a minute, though. I agree with that, but I forgot to mention that in the report that he obviously wasn't dropped <laughs> from the team. Um, because if you think about look at look at Sanchez over the weekend, you know he was uh, also carrying a niggle, wasn't he? And he's, yeah. he's pulled up and can be out for a long long time with hamstrings. So. Chris McCann went off injured, didn't he? Pulled his groin apparently, so that that could be uh, two or three weeks at least, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, we we can't be played out of position then. No, we can't, Rob. No. No. Is there not not like I'm bothered about that. I, uh, not one bit, me. Not bothered, honest. <laughs> you're not bothered about that Rob I am really yeah I'm dying it why is he playing Chris McCann left back well he did Saturday didn't he mm-hmm. and Reese Germs midfield from what they were saying on radio a few people on Twitter why why explain that one is explain the one where he's had him centre half, or like his distribution's good, he can bring the ball to the back. Playing him left back when you've got a left back on the pitch, I, I, I can't wait to ask him about that when I say, why? Why you doing Does that? anyone else no know idea. why that could be what? There's no ex, there's, there can't be a rational reason for doing that. 
And McCann looks good, doesn't he, when he starts getting forward? When he, when he carries the ball, when he, like he did against... Um, that when he had that, bu- that bit of a buster run and had a shot. Was it yeah. Shrewsbury? Shrewsbury yeah. only had like yeah. about five minutes, didn't he? Yeah. Where he, he got about it. Because yeah. he was playing in his right position? Yeah. I think he was probably... The way I saw it, I thought he was probably still in the, the left centre-back position, I think. Um, but it, James appeared to be playing in midfield because he didn't, didn't really track. Uh, so that might be why he was sort of mm. he was pushed out that way because because um, I think mm. it was probably McCann, Barnett, and Pierce, and Daniels was doing the sort of up up and down on the on the right hand side I, th- I think, but he was getting dragged into a left back position. The winger was running at him, and to me that wasn't that's not his game at all. Mm. So he shouldn't he shouldn't have been there really. Good point though. Good point, sir. Yeah, especially you know we're talking about the teams in in and around us and how we've. Fed not so well. Um, Top eight side and we didn't yeah. lose. So mm. it's a marked improvement from last Tuesday, mm. um, and we, you know we go again. Weekend off from the league, you know, focus our attentions on something else, and then rebuild in a busy Christmas period now. I think and go forward and start another run. Clean yeah. sheet away from home when we often can see two goals away from home, don't we? We do, yeah. yeah two in a row that now, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> take sure. a point before yeah. we went before the game on Saturday they're taking a point at South End mm. so yeah. starting again Adam isn't it starting again it is yeah I think especially heading into these tough games across Christmas I think a point against South End gives the team a bit of confidence saying you know what we can go to places like South End are in top form scoring five goals a few days before and we can get something against anyone really. yeah I'm with it like I know wasn't probably the best performance of the season, but we've restricted them to next to nothing. Going off the stats and listening to the commentary, I mean, three attempts in 90 minutes, they scored five, like Adam said the few days before. So when you look at it like that, it's an e- excellent clean mm. sheet. Mm. Yeah. See, that's uh, anything to do with Chris coming back down, back in the team? Or I uh, think it's just a coincidence, or do you think he brings something in that? You know, he has that never say die attitude, he'll, he'll go through a brick wall, won't he? I think it's something to do with it. I wouldn't be able to say specifically for this game, because I, I wasn't at the game, but I've been impressed with him once again. There's been a marked difference since he's come back. It's just a case of, with these new configurations, gelling with the other guys, like for example on Saturday with Barnett. Mm. Uh, Neil, I mean, just before we leave South NBA, Neil River said something which sort of tickled me a little bit on, on which I don't know if anybody heard the commentary. Yeah. He said, uh, Jason Pierce will go through a brick wall for you. He applies to any challenge and he wins the ball. He said, but his, his passing isn't the best. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. but that's what you get. He's a, he's, he's a defender. He's a good, honest pro. English centre half. Yeah. Typical English centre half. Yeah. Right, uh, talking about defenders. Um, Donald Love's loans expires this week. Uh, no news from the club. Not uh, not heard anything coming through. Just wondered what we thought of him. I mean, I'll start us off. I thought when I've seen him play, I thought he's looked quite good as a wing back. Gets forward well, good on the ball. Um, I'm surprised he's not been back in the team since he's arrived from back from the uh, from the international break. Whether he's picked up an injury or he's been away or not, I don't know. But um, strange, not hearing anything. 
because I thought we was some, see was someone was looking at making a permanent deal of that yeah. law, so uh, I don't know anybody else thinks about it. Would you like to keep him, or are we not bothered? Mm, not bothered. Have we seen him before? I, to be honest, I don't recall seeing a massive amount of me. The thing that sticks out for me is when he played at Bradford. He, he came. He was very good at Bradford, and on that performance, definitely keep him. I think was it the Swindon game at home. He started, he started that game. game. Colwell seeked him out for special prayers after the game, saying how well he played. Then he got dropped the week after, and he plays Tim Cho at right back when you've got Daniels who can play that position, and you've got Love. And again, I don't want to criticise Colwell too much because I think he's done all right. But yeah. well, there has been some questionable team selections of late, and some certainly. Questionable sticking Tim Cho at right back. When A. Wellers Daniels played that position yeah. when he's played the. But we love uh, the international breaks coming between those two appearances. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm suspecting. Has he come back with an injury? It's possible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, he's not been on the bench, has he? I no, he's not been on the no. bench. No. I, I've quite, I've liked what I've seen of him, um, and and I think that's been a position where we've we've had a bit of a problem with really getting that continuity because. We had Kenny, didn't we, at the start? Mm-hmm. Daniels has played there. Cho's played there. Maybe even Power. Possibly. McNaughton. McNaughton. Yeah. Got injured. yeah. So that, that that's obviously a position where he, he doesn't seem to have necessarily settled. I mean, I, I I agree with Rob. I think Daniels has done done a good job. Was it the Colchester game? Was it? Yeah. I think best performance of the season, wasn't it? And he he played on that side. So. But he had a bit of an overload last week, though, didn't he? It was his birthday, Mick. It'd be nice all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. McNaughton not due back from injury soon. After Christmas, New Year. Is it? Before he gets See, I think training. we might have extended it till yeah, till then. But especially with uh, Marvin being injured now, and with McCann being injured, he's two centre backs out there as well, haven't you? So uh, well, midfield, and we were playing. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, but Burnett should be able to just slip into that one. He, he, he had a storm and according to all the clubs on Saturday, though, didn't he? Yeah. So, you know, it's like for like, really, isn't it? Like for like. Right, OK. Um, Chris McCann, we mentioned him. Yeah. Yannick. Lit with Preston at the weekend yeah. by yeah. our friend Mr Nixon. Do you think there's any truth in it or is he just up to his old stuff? So, so great. Sorry, Nixon. I've been linked with Preston. Have you done? No, it's just a figure of speech. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Preston Concord. Why go to a club that's coming down? Money. Money. Well, we've probably got more Play, this probably season than what they have, haven't we? Yeah, we I don't think we're going to hear too much about what's going to happen with Yannick as regards Wigan until the, the, the business is concluded. Because I think that's the way the club's moving forward now. I think hands will be in pocket New Year's Day. Dirty. Sign him. Git. Pay him a million whatever quid and off we go. Make him ours and get back to the championship. Right, so we think it's a load of rubbish. Yeah. Why would you go press him? Shopping. Well, he's going to look at Wigan's season, isn't he? Is he more likely to be in the championship with Wigan or Preston when it comes to January? Yeah. Yeah. They've got a fantastic bus yeah. is why not? Go. Yes. That's well, a national monument, isn't oh, it? Yeah. They, they was on a bit knocking it down, and the, the, people, the people of Preston Sport, didn't they? Oh, God. Mm. Um, oh. We've had a few managerial changes this week. 
uh, well, we've had one anyway. Dean Smith's left Walsall and moved on to Bre- Brentford. Uh, and there's uh, strong rumours that Jimmy Floyd at Hasselbank's going to be moving Tom Story on Sky Sports News earlier on. That, yeah, yeah, they've been given permission, aren't they, to speak to him. Um, is it going to affect them this season, for the rest of the season, do you think? Or, no. You know, I think it might affect Burton because it's getting somewhere in with the same philosophy as. Ah, well, I, don't, I disagree. Go on, what, sorry to what interrupt. I disagree about Burton last, going back to Burton last yeah. season, Gary, Gary Rowett got nicked from them. Didn't affect them. Mm. And I think that their uh, chairman always picked similar type characters, apparently. It's, yeah, it's good yeah. to get in though now. We had Pescalino before. Uh, Rowett, didn't they? He took over from Pesky mm. Salido. Isn't yeah. Rosler available? Uh, yeah, Rosler. And Malky. I can't say his surname because I'll. Uh, I don't know, I think it could, could affect him. Yeah. What about Walsall with Ian Smith? Well, the Walsall fans weren't happy with him in the summer, were they? They was calling for his head, he was yeah. boring, Walsall were rubbish and what, you know, he's no ambition. Boring football can be effective. Yeah. Louis Van Aal, good example for you. Right. United fans more than it's boring. Doing all right, though, aren't we? So, do we think do we think it's going to have any effect on Walsall and Burton? Are, are we like going to see him start losing a few games and falling down the table? You'd rather not lose your manager, wouldn't you? At that, when you're doing so well, but yeah. I guess it's it's difficult to tell, isn't it? Like, if, if they've got um, if they've got a strategy in place, like a bit like the Swan, I guess the Swansea model, where they always seem to have someone else lined up, don't they, to, mm. to come in? Um, or did they just fall lucky last time, Burton with Hasselbank? I that, think Burton have got a good, seem to have a good set of players in the dressing room and momentum from last season. And I think that can carry you a long way. Because they've gone top at league this week, haven't they? That's what I mean. Millwall. Just depends, you know. If they, if they get the appointment completely wrong, I think it will affect them quite badly. But I think the chairman's got an eye for a good manager. Mm. Uh, so I don't well, know. We've slipped so much. We've also. Are they going to promote from within? Because didn't Dean Smith get promoted from within the club? You know, is it like, like something else that that they'll be doing, like we did with Gary Caldwell, promote from within? Because sometimes that's a, a Somebody's already there understands the club knows how, how it works. You've not got the disruption then, have you? You know, like we had when Martinez left and we had to bring Coyle in and everything was up in the air. From the early 1970s right through to the late 80s, it was Liverpool. a wonderful model for Liverpool. And uh, the less disruption that occurs between each, you know, transitional manager, whatever, the better. The better for the club. So, yeah, should be all right. Don't score many goals, all Burton, do they? <laughs> Come on. Guaranteed they don't score many goals at all. No. Still top of the league, though. Keep yeah. a lot of clean sheets. So, have you got any examples to show us that it's not all about scoring goals? It's not all about scoring goals because League One table, Burton are in top, having scored 24 goals. And Barnsley are 24th and bottom, having scored 25 goals. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's a fact. Not well, all about scoring I think goals then. Over the boring. course of a season. I think <clears throat> And they scored five in last week, Burton. Against uh, Yeah. 
I think goals goals Somewhere. scored will take you further than not conceding them over the overall season. I think if you look teams who win leagues, it's more in the goal score column. Teams you smash goals. it. Yeah. You yeah. smash it like yeah. we'll after Christmas. Well, like I said, they've got a good strong basis to build, and they? They, they keep a lot of clean sheets. Mm. There's a lot of teams in this division that have got bad defences but they can make up for it with the fact that they've got awesome attackers like us we've got awesome attackers haven't we I'm not saying that we fall into that category they never play though Will Grigg what's happening to Will Grigg it's never a team he played on Saturday played on wing did he play on wing yeah he was he was sort of coming, he, but he was anonymous really we will be playing on wing yeah he wasn't he didn't get any ball fox in the box a sniffer he was chasing, you know, when the ball was, because the, the wind was terrible. and yeah. That's what you want to ask him, Rob. Never mind Chris McCann playing really left. There's loads of things you can ask playing up right wing. There's your Christmas special. Rob and Gary Caldwell. One-on-one. One-on-one. I know. I kill him. Kill him. He's a jock. He's happier. Yeah, it's mine, bro. He's six foot two as well. He's bigger than what you think, you know. He stands next to him. Six foot Anyone have a chat with him at all? Let go have him. You're like that, me and Gary. <laughs> well, for the listeners, that's uh, that's what is it, Rob? Uh, cross fingers. I've shook his hand a couple of times. Wishing best of luck. Did somebody say the wind was bad on Saturday? Well, it's the same today, <laughs> isn't it? Right. <laughs> the Fleetwood price has been uh, released this week as well. Um, that's interesting reading. Twenty-five quid. To go and sit down at Fleetwood. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was for a three-course meal at the fish and chip restaurant for a minute there. No, no, twenty-five quid to go and watch nah, it. He's got to be cutting. It's a lot of pollocks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Over sixty-fives and under 18s, twenty quid. That's a Twenty quid. Charge the kids more, yeah. And juniors, seventeen quid. Under five free. Francisco yeah. Junior. That is if you're from Wigan. If you're a Fleetwood supporter and a member of the club which is, I think costs a quid it's 20 quid for adults with £5 saving OAPs and under 18s is 14 quid that's £6 less than we're paying under 16s are free which is £17 less than what we're paying I just think it's a bit ridiculous anybody any thoughts on that before we move on there'll still be a mad rush we'll still sell out we'll sell all over there it's still worth it for the cod and chips. 1,330,000. I I wasn't there long enough. <laughs> right, Mick, we're going to move on now to the JPT. Let's get some. Oh, the Johnson's Paint. John, gone down, what is it? The John Stone's Paint Trophy. The John Stone's Paint. So not only is, a, is he a centre back with Everton in England, he has his own paint store as well. Yeah, he's the sponsor of the Football League yeah. Trophy. So, Mick, uh, so, mm. we've got Barnsley in turn off on Saturday, and uh, you've been charged with doing the preview of this game so uh, have you got something for us yeah just that burns a crap and that's it moving on right ah, okay come on <laughs> well it's normally at this, this point in, t- in the proceedings where we uh, <laughs> where we normally take a skit don't we 
We dive, we, we dive to the depths of ridicule, attempted subtle wit, and the lambasting of the tone that provided our next door visitors. Now, in this case, it's the good old Burnsley FC. Now, in previous contributions like this, I've referred to the Cold War, uh, Cod War, sorry, of the 70s. Clubs dodging the tax man, allegedly. And best to tell you that, because I've got a lawyer sat at the side of me. <laughs> and generally being unkind and most irreverent to our guest opponent terms, who provide the opposition. Well, this time, I want to propose a toast. A most befitting and noble salute to our most esteemed and welcome guests, the worthy opponents, players and fans of Burnsley FC. Why so kind? I hear you scream out there. In why so kind? Yeah, yeah, why are we so kind? kind? Where's the acerbic wit? The cultured criticisms and snidey snipes. Come on, they are good targets, aren't they? But no, it's a deep moment. It's a moment for deep, deep respect, right? For the Burnsley Massive. Every football fan worth their salt here in Britain, no, change that, in the world, no, the old universe, right? Owes Barnsley a truly serious acknowledgement for one of the greatest moments in the history of the planet. It's an event of cataclysmic proportions, so often overlooked. It's known by everyone, but is never really truly credited with the significance of its attachment to Barnsley. No, 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 come on. It's not the invention of the flushing toilet in 1778 by Joseph Brammer, who was actually a Bursley boy. Nor am I talking about some of the great tykes from Bursley, such as Michael Parkinson, Dickie Bird, or David Die Bradley, or the brilliant Charlie Williams. Charlie Williams, the wonderful comedian who did actually sign and play for Leeds United. It would be too easy to fall into that old routine of what we've just been doing in the past, of rhyming off a list of great Burnsley folk like Darren Goff. Let's leave it at that, eh? But how many people realise that the impact Burnsley's had within the world of football? I don't know if people know or not, but two of the Busby babes who actually uh, lost their lives in Munich in '58, Tommy Taylor and Mark Jones, were actually both born and bred in uh, Burnsley. Can anybody name, now you're looking over my shoulder now, but can anybody name any other famous brothers who played for um, United? The Charltons? Uh, sorry, no, 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 sorry, I'll rephrase that. Can anybody name two other famous United players who were tanks through and through? Two lads who were actually from Barnsley. I gave you a bit of a clue there by saying brothers. Jimmy? And? His brother. Right. Brian and Jimmy Greenoff, correct? Well, yes. Greenoff. well, this particular cataclysmic event is actually purely about football. And it's about Burnsley. And Burnsley's been the inspiration for many great people. And I'm not just talking about the many great players who've uh, graced the famous Oakwell pitch, or many of their illustrious managers. One of them being a Wiganer. Danny Wilson. Correct, Amondo. So it isn't about those three superstar ladies who I knew. Uh, who used the world of football and the wonders of Oakwell to inspire thousands of young tykes in passing on a passion for learning. Jean Wyatt, Jeanette Palmer and Tina Dransfield, these outstanding educationalists, who from within the hub of their playing success centre, deep in the bowels of Oakwell, ran one of the most effective, stimulating and absolutely brilliant education centres on the dark side of the Pennines. What then, I hear you cry? As you fiddle around with your tuning controls on your most driven PC thingamajiggies, tell us. 
Well, it's not about that iconic club crest of theirs. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Stop looking at me, I'm too young. Behave. Right? The proud glass blower and the miner. Right? There is no picture of a Barnsley chop on there, though, which is a bit of a disappointment, but no Barnsley chop. Now, the design of that badge, right, is acknowledged as being one of the greatest influences and inspirations behind so many of the great communist bloc propaganda campaigns, you know, and depicting their worker revolutionaries and powerful working class idols. Now, that's your brother. What? Carry on, comrade. Okay, then. Right, woof. <laughs> the greatest thing ever. <coughs> in the history of the whole of creation has its epicentre firmly rooted there in Barnsley and it's about people and I'm not talking about the famous rock group Saxon never mind then moving on yeah I know 7.47 coming down in the night <laughs> now I don't mean the likes of Britain's first ever poet in residence at a football club which Ian McMillan at Barnsley FC and his enthusiasm his passion and his respect and love for the game of football is so abundantly and obviously clear in poems such as referee. Who's that bloke in the black with a whistle who looks like he's been sat on a thistle? Referee, referee. Now, I won't go on about that, but please look it up, read it. It's a wonderful, wonderful poem. But he's wrote some many, many, many more poems, and the one um, which he's written about Oakwell, and it starts off, um, people don't appreciate what happens here. And he goes on to talk about Oakwell filling up with the crowd, the game, and then what happens afterwards. And I can't remember the title of it, so I do apologise for that. But if you can, look up some of Ian McMillan's poetry, it's brilliant. Now this Barnsley enigma owes its existence to the inspirational writings of an ex-England schoolboy international. He was coached away from a f potential football career, for one first of all in surveying, and then eventually into teaching because he was told at the time there was no money to be made from football. The man responsible for the probably the greatest footballing moment in the history of the old creation is Mr Barry Hines. Who, I hear you yelp in despair. Who? No, not Barry Fry. Barry Hines. So you're still not there yet? Oh, I'll give you a clue. A three-letter three answer. Kez. In my notes, in capital letters, I have wrote the greatest British film ever made in capital letters and bold. And it does have its Wigan connections. Does anybody know its Wigan connection? Yeah. Who's the Wigan connection? Was he really a Wiganer, though? Colin Welland? Well, in the in, in Wigan Metropolitan Borough, yes. You know, like, we'll, we'll extend as far as lay. You know, because he was a teacher at uh, Bedford Eye and Lee. For, for a while. He Sadly, it just. Wills, or uh, he moved to Newton Wills when his mum and dad were. In fact, actually, he was born in Liverpool, but we don't talk about Shh. that. Okay. Uh, but Colin Well, and God rest his soul, because he's just re recently passed away, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the brilliant storyline of Kez, with its evocative music score, was written by the Burnsley, born and bred Barry Hines. Now, who in their right mind would ever admit to not liking the greatest football match ever captured on celluloid? Escape to freedom, go and do one, will you, for goodness sake. The imagery of the monkey antics on the crossbar. And the participation of another fine Burnsley soul, Brian Glover, who starred as a slightly balding Bobby Charlton 
who, come on, let's admit, what a rubbish penalty claim that was. Just forget off them goals! <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you know this or not, but all that from coming out onto the pitch to going back in was not scripted. It was just the lads being the lads. And because um, Barry Hines himself said, you could not script that. You just could not do it. So I think what we should all do, instead of skitting the team, I think this, this week, we should all just seriously give a slight, light nod, nod of approval whilst moving the same salute together. Thank you, Barnsley. Thank, Thank you, you Barnsley. Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah. Barnsley. Barnsley. A town not too dissimilar from Wigan. I have, it, it, it is, it's quite, like, the thing is, I have to mention them three ladies because my connections with Barnsley has always been through them with me. And they did actually run one of the greatest educational projects. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in an area like Barnsley, yeah. well, you said it, it's very similar to Wigan. It's got more social deprivation in uh, Barnsley than it definitely is in Wigan. But what them, them ladies achieved over there was absolutely phenomenal. Speed Tune in next week for my Teletext preview of Blackpool. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see, it was very, very educational. What page is that on? 303. I'm doing Sheffield as well. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that, mate. That was uh, fantastic. Just to mention that the, uh, for those who don't realise, the Barnsley admission price is at fiver or a pound if you're under 16. Well, or 18. over 65. It's brilliant. Techno, Fleetwood. The referee, Keith Hill, <laughs> 18 games this season, 73 yellows, 4 reds. If you don't know him, he refereed us last season against Brighton when Tim Cherry scored. Well, I know, I read uh, Meet the Ref. Meet the Ref, it's available on uh, Vital Wigan and some one or two other. Uh, no, it's not, it's available on Vital Wigan. <laughs> and that's <laughs> it. Uh, previous meetings with the Tykes, we've had met them nine times, that's all, uh, over the se seasons. With five wins, they're two, and there's been two draws. Have you got the odds checker side? I do, yeah. Uh, Lattice favourites, as they are every week, it seems, this year. Uh, five to six, the draw 13 to five, and uh, a balance win is 19 to five. Top goal scorers, now, there is a bit of a list. We've got Revel, Grigg, Davis, Jordi, Yannick, Francisco Jr., all appear under seven to one to score first and that's all before um, a bouncer player when we get Sam Winall Michael Smith and Connor Wilkinson who come in so you know they're heavily Jordi Arula he'll be a good bet yeah. I reckon because he's, he's probably five, one of the five to one on Jordi for first goal definitely going to be starting isn't it? yeah and then again with the correct scores um, obviously there could be no draw because it's going to go but if you draw in 90 minutes uh, 13 to 2 uh, Latics 2-1, 15-2, I think we'll do them 2-0, we'll just get the job done, and it's 8-1, and uh, a bouncer 1-0, 12-1. And I've gone for some odds on the winners of the JPT, uh -huh. <coughs> so i start from outsiders to yeah. uh, favourites. Yeovil 25-1, Morecambe 20-1, Barnsley 12-1, Oxford 8-1, Fleetwood 8-1, Southend 7-1, Millwall four to one, oh. and the Latics two to one favourites. Oh, oh, don't like that. Hot favourites. Don't like that. Mm. Hot pink favourites. Don't like that at all. Because it's the Johnson's paint. Oh. We've been there before, haven't we? I remember 
Man City Athletics in you know, some cup final. Ah. Oh, they were odds on. Didn't like it. Very good then, Simon. Thank you very much. Um, team selection. Quite a few changes, do we think? Hmm. Mick was whispering then if I thought so. But Richard O'Donnell in goals. I'd, I'd like to see a similar kind of lineup as they put out against Blackburn. Yeah. You know, there was some uh, and really. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Some really, you know, some real good performances in there because you had lads who were coming in for a first showing of the season and they needed to make an impression and they made a very good impression as far as I was concerned. Uh, but with Kellett being said, I thought Kellett was excellent, but he's, he's mm. not been in the. I don't think he's even been in the squad since. I'd like to do a rubbish though, wouldn't I? I think it w- any of us would have been excellent against that. <laughs> Absolute garbage that Blackpool side. They were shocking, weren't they? They were shocking. They yeah, were shocking. They were bad. But fuck. They were awful. Kelly, yeah, you did play well. Kelly, Kelly was. Yeah. Probably my match. Yeah, him and Derby for me. Um, right, give us a prediction, Gareth. Or don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to say it, but um, good night. The bottom of the league, you know. Yeah, three nil. Three nil. Adam C. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking. Well, Adam C. Well, not really, but okay. Um, I think three nil, like Gareth said. Um, a wheel hat trick. So six one. You said two two numbers. Your prediction? Yeah, I've changed mine. Six one. <laughs> yeah. Six one. Yeah. So two nil probably coming. Yeah. Get your money on that. Yeah. Adam P. I think there might be goals because we said earlier, didn't we? They'd, they'd scored a few. There will be goals because that's yeah. finished. Well, yeah. so Could be nil nil and then penalties. Yeah, there's still goals, aren't there? Um, three two yeah. Latics. Three two. Do I know? Do not on it. Mick. I, I think we're going to have a similar kind of performance as we had against Blackpool, so I'll, I'll go for him. Rob? Hmm. I'm with Mickey, I think it's going to be a bit of a whitewash this one. I think not Burnsley not playing well, are they? Don't know how many changes they're going to make, but we've got a strong squad, probably need make changes. We need to keep certain players happy who's not early getting a kick. I'm going with Mickey, I'll have a piece of 4 0. And Dan? I agree with Adam. See, I believe that Hivulia is finally, Jod is finally going to get his hat-trick that he's been searching for, for so long. And 4-1 Wigan. Uh, I think, like Blackpool, Barnsley are going to be concentrating on survival. Uh, they'll put a, a bum team out and we'll do 4-0. Brilliant. <laughs> What's the aggregate of those then, Barry? Uh, 3, 6, 12, 15, 19, 23, 27, 31, 12, 31, 4. I'll give it 2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> 31, 4. It's, it's a, a comfortable uh, rugby score, though, isn't it? 31, 4. When you consider how far the two teams are apart, Form-wise. Pulls. apart. Pulls apart. You know, we're yeah. talking about Blackpool and Barnsley and crew, who, let's face it, are bombing them because they're down at the bottom mm. of the league and it's a pool of league. Mm. Considering Simon's odds, five to six wins, I'm, I'm, I'm having some of that. Same yeah. attitude. Mm. <laughs> right, just before we finish this evening, just a, an announcement to make. Ooh. Uh, I like announcements. We're now in December and we're all thinking about Christmas. 
So this year, the podcast crew have decided to put on a bit of a Christmas special, haven't we? Oh, is it yeah, a panto? Yeah. We're doing a panto. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it very well could be. <laughs> uh, we're going to open up the studios and we're hoping that uh, quite a few people will come along on Wednesday the 23rd of December at 7pm there'll be mint pies there'll be some mulled wine and we want uh, an audience to come along and uh, we'll have some audience participation if you'd like tickets for this event <laughs> <laughs> they are free but obviously because we've not got the biggest room in the world here have we I mean, it's probably all about 50, would you say? Yeah. Well, uh, we can let some people stand outside and move through the window. Yeah, we could do. <laughs> but if anybody fancies <laughs> coming along, uh, we've already got quite a bit of interest because we mentioned it to friends and family. Uh, but please, can you either email us uh, or you'd better, better just tweet us down on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just tweet us. Uh, <laughs> at PWU Podcast. At PWU Podcast, yeah. Just tweet us out. Let us know you're coming and we'll save you a mince pie and that. And on the night, we're hoping to have a special, at least one special guest from the club. We have to ask them first yet, though, don't we? I'm <laughs> not sure we can switch them around. Get somebody along, uh, and, and it'll be a fun evening, and it'll all be recorded, and uh, you'll be able to listen to yourself on the podcast over Christmas. So that'd be quite fun, won't it? Perfect Christmas present for some... Perfect. So this is going to go, it's going to go out, if you email in as soon as possible, or tweet in as soon as possible, it's going to go out via the Supporters Club. Yep. It's going to go out via Jesus Was a Wiganer. Yes. It's going to go out via Michael Wigan. Yes. Uh, and Courtney Lattic. It's going to go out via Courtney Lattic. And it's going to go out via everybody's Twitter feeds as well. Yeah. Correct. And it may even feature in the new Courtney Lattic magazine that will be out before Christmas. And if there's any ladies listening um, who'd like to come along, uh, please, please do so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it brands up the desperate. It brands well, not in what way, Dan? That, sounds, that doesn't sound right. That's a desperate gang, you see. This week in the news, uh, our neighbours, from what they're all in Norwich, uh, appear to be in a slight bit of bother. I just wondered. Who cares? Merry Christmas! It's no laughing matter. Well, that sort of thing. No, come on, save us for a minute. So, uh, well, Adam's dad's a uh, Bolton season ticket holder, isn't he? Not for long, though. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Stuart. <laughs> I know you're listening. He's already <laughs> emailed Lassie to so transfer it across. Yeah, he'll have to sell it back to them. Um, <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> is it, I mean, do we think, is it, is it, but for the grace of God, go away, or do you think we've just been absolutely stupid and reckless? Reckless, stupid and reckless. It's going to be a massive shame if things happen. We're, we're not going to be able to play Bolton in a local derby or anything else like that. We're not playing them this season in the league, and I miss it. I miss it. And as much as it pains me to say it, I don't want anything long term to happen to Bolton Wonders FC. How can you owe £173 million? Pounds? It's to Eddie Davis, though. Yeah. Exactly. And to you. I mean, I know it's going to get wiped off, but they've not been able to pay your players. We're losing a million a month as well, aren't they? Which he's not, he said he's not going to fund. It's hemorrhage. I mean, I don't know how much Esky's getting paid in Shola. Jesus Christ, you know, this, they've not been able to pay the players this this month. It's pretty poor, isn't it? Yeah. The talk of them going into administration before the end of this week, aren't they? Yeah, that's 12 points gone. Mm. They'll be on zero. Yeah. yeah, but if they do that, is it 12 points or is it not four divisions? 
Look what happened north of the border. Look what happened to one of my... That was different though, right? Halifax. They went yeah. four divisions and because of the level of the divisions, right, they ended up going down four leagues. Right, it took, it's took them years to get back to where they were. Yeah, but it's just... In, it's, it's, football league it's just 12 points for administration in the football it's league. in the football league rules, yeah. isn't it? So. Yeah. Well, we've got Solicitor here, who's uh, yeah. knows all about this, so... So, yeah, I, I think, the, take the 12 points and then, I think that I think that's uh, League One football, isn't it, next year? Yeah, yeah. They're not, yeah. not going to make that up, are they? Which, there'll be another body blow to won't it? Because the down the league, they've got less money coming in because they're down the league. And they'll miss the local derby with us. They'll miss the local derby. The parachute payments have gone. Well, they will have. Yes. Burned well, the this is the last season. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? gone by end of the season. Yeah. So that million a month yeah, will, they'll even increase more depending on they need to do the players have got out of contract in summer. I mean, who would you sign from Bolton as well, player-wise? We signed them from Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've done our best help away, haven't we? Yeah, we've been good neighbours. We even paid broke. 50 grand for Odalusi. Yeah, I know, I mean, <laughs> we took Odalusi, I mean... But we took a shit in the past, but we've been that bloody Owen Coyle, haven't we? Yeah. You know, for yeah. goodness sake. Ali, I'll have four and a half million. David Lee. Scott yeah, Green, yeah, Green Fradson, yeah, Fradson, yeah. Wayne Ensign, Pollitt, don't forget Pollitt, Pollitt. Man, he had to design him for a Bolton one, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway, it'd be sad to see them go, but uh, will it? Yeah, you need play rivals, don't you? Yeah, but we can. It's sad, I think it's sad to see any any club go. It doesn't matter who they are. It's a sad situation. Playing pre-season, club apart from QPR. Yeah, but they should have gone. Uh, and maybe Leeds. Well, how many times have they gone and bounced back? Yeah. Anyway, talking about some back, it's time we bounced off. So um, we'll finish this off with a bye bye. So it's bye bye from me. Bye bye, 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 bye baby.